Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then talk about it. This is page 652. Still, I continued to ask, and she answered as best she could, and occasionally I felt a small spark of understanding. But most of our time was spent telling stories. We had so little in common that stories were all that we could share. You might think Florian and I would be unevenly matched in this regard. She was older than the sky, while I was not yet 17. But Florian was not the narrative treasure trove, you would think. Powerful and clever, certainly. Energetic and lovely, absolutely. But storytelling was not among her many gifts. I, on the other hand, was of the Edamara, and we know all the stories in the world. So I told her, the ghost and the goose girl. I told her, Tam and the tinker's spade. I told her stories of woodcutters and widow's daughters and the cleverness of orphan boys. In exchange, Florian told me manling stories, the hand at the heart of the pearl, the boy who ran between. The Fae have their own cast of legendary characters, Maven the man-shaped, Alavin Allface. Surprisingly, Florian had never heard of Tabrolin the Great or Orin Velsiter, but she did know who Ilian was. It made me proud that one of the Edamara had gained a place in the stories the Fae tell each other. I wasn't blind to the fact that Felurian herself might have the information I was looking for about the Emir and the Chandri. How much more enjoyable would it be to learn the truth from her, rather than rooting endlessly through ancient books in dusty rooms? Unfortunately, Felurian wasn't the mine of information I'd hoped. She knew stories of the Emir, but they were thousands of years old. When I asked her about the more recent Emir, asking about the church knights and the Kiridae with their bloody tattoos, she merely laughed. There were never any human Amir, she said, dismissing the idea out of hand. And those you speak of sound like children dressing in their parents' clothes. While I might expect that reaction from others, getting it from Felurian was particularly disheartening. Still, it was nice to know I had been right about the Amir existing long before they became knights of the Talent Church. Then, since the Amir were a lost cause, I tried to steer her in the direction of the Chandrian. No, she said, looking me squarely in the eye, her back straight. I will not speak of the seven. Her soft voice held no lilting whimsy, no playfulness, no room for discussion or negotiation. That's the page. My name's Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. And there's something I missed on the previous page that I want to quickly talk about. Uh, Florian says the word Amawen, which is spelled differently than we've seen it before. We've seen it before spelled with an A, Amawen, but she says Amawen yes. with O-U. Amuin. Yeah. So we we assume that that's, I mean, I assume it's the same word, but it might not be. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay, we can talk about this page now. Cool. Uh, I do like this conceit that, and this is carrying over from, like, what the song that he played for Fullerian when he first uh, sort of woke up with her. Um, he's telling her stories about ordinary people, right? She's telling her stories about, like, you know, the kind of fairy stories are like, you know, the, the widow's son, you know, gets some magic beans and, and you know, pull, and eventually marries a princess. You know, they're not stories about fairies. They're stories about ordinary people doing ordinary stuff, because those kinds of stories are as fantastic to her as stories about the fae are to us. And they that's why they have manling stories. They find the, the humans interesting. So they tell stories about the manlings who who uh, overlap with the fae, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't get those stories, which is frustrating. <laughs> I would love to hear what a manling story is. Yeah, 
But I mean, of course, that's part of the fun, right? Now we get to imagine it. The the names of their fairy tale heroes are um, evocative to like Maven the man shaped seems to me like maybe it's like like you know the stories of like changelings where the fairies will swap out a human child for a fairy child and take the human to live in fae well maybe that story is about what happens when the fae is raised by people and in fact maven the man shaped does sound a little bit like merlin who depending on who you ask was either a changeling child or the child of satan oh but either way I he's not human merlin pardon me Things I didn't know about Merlin. Yes, in the uh, in most versions of the Arthur mythos, Merlin is not a human or not an entirely human person. He's a child of the Fae or of you know demons. I think that Quoth uh, commits a recurring sin on this page, and that's that in his disappointment, he fails to consider how valuable the information he actually has found is. Because what are what a revelation that the Emir not only predate uh the the uh the Telen church but that the original emir were fey isn't that a huge revelation and that the current emir are like cosplaying like they maybe don't understand the full picture of the purpose of what the original emir were um a huge revelation here that Kvoth is so disappointed about what he's not learning that he fails to consider how valuable that information is and he's done that a few times indeed but of course i guess in his mind like what can i do with information that is thousands of years out of date I mean, just because it's thousands of years out of date doesn't mean that some of it's not still good. Uh, no, but I mean, like, I guess my question then, the question that perhaps Quoth is asking himself is like, how can I make this information relevant? Like, if I tell you the history of the nine Tarquin kings of Rome who lived and died like a millennia or more before the birth of Christ, you're going to say, okay, great. What does that have to do with me? Right? It's not it's true insofar as it goes, or some of it is true, but it's not useful. I see. And like Yeah, it doesn't even seem like Valerian necessarily knows that much, right? And then of course, the thing that he might be able to link to the information about the Emir being Faye, she just simply won't talk about at all, right? Because he she stonewalls him about the Chandrian. Then, of course, the question becomes, but why? Yes, indeed. It's not that she doesn't know. It's that she's not going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how good. And again, I feel like it's it's uh, it's much like the magic. It's just intrinsic. Like, I don't know if there's any con- um, any cajoling or any convincing you could do. Like, I don't think she's totally on the same level as like a, like a logical human, you know? Like, she's so much a creature of impulse that there's no no conversing with her really. You can't really have a conversation that follows like the same logical tack. She's so deeply tied into what her own desires are. I, I guess to me that makes talking to her a bit like talking to a child, right? Like at a certain point you can't mm. reason with a child. Uh they're just not going to go for it because they're they're much more creatures of the of impulse and emotion and desire and ego than they are uh or rather id than they are than they are uh ego i do think it's worth pointing out though that it seems that the fey based on this evidence that the fey have the same taboo about talking about the chandrian directly that exists in the mortal world right you don't say their names in case they 
come a calling. Indeed. Although that's not, I mean, we can assume that, but that's, she has not confirmed that. No, but I think that it's a pretty good assumption to make. It is a reasonable one, I suppose. Well, thank you. You're so begrudging with your with your willingness to accept our ideas. Like, yeah, I guess I have to. <laughs> what are your ideas, Jordana? What do you suggest? Uh, I don't know. I just like dislike. I I, I just like disagreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, ah, yes, you've achieved the true the true poster's creed, Jordana. I'm nothing if not honest. <laughs> nothing if not contrary, it sounds like. Um, I, I, I wonder if it's significant that Ilian is the only hero who's made it to Faye. Or, like, his stories have made it to Faye. Unless, of course, you yeah, think I that perhaps he himself made it to Faye. I mean, I think that's also possible. Indeed. Maybe he himself made it to Fae and did a little wild oat. Or maybe he himself was a Fae and then spread some wild oat. Like, if Kvothe is actually descended from Ilian, and Ilian is actually a Fae, that ties up a couple loose ends, doesn't it? Because there's a lot of consideration about Fae's, uh, Kvothe's lineage as well as Kvothe's uh, Fae uh, aspect. So that might kind of... Um, bring two little narrative threads to a close if that is ever proven indeed the w- we were just talking about how Ilian was red-haired as well mm-hmm. yes indeed i think it's far more likely that Ilian is quoth in a time loop we know we know you do oh boy <laughs> yes. uh, and i'm not going to tell you you're wrong because i don't want to be a contrary party pooper like jordana um, you you are frequently a contrary party pooper. Also, I so. I have never been contrarian, and I have never pooped on anyone's party in my life. Uh, but you've definitely pooped at a party. Yeah, probably. I've seen you do it. Yeah. Wait, well, what? Yeah. You've seen him do it? That's rude. Oh yeah, I've seen you do it too. Look, how? Also, what? Why? No, you shouldn't. <laughs> There's like... a a tiny hole. I would drill into a wall. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, Nick, the pooping peeper. That's right. They caught me. That's what he's known <laughs> Finally, for. Finally, after all these years. <laughs> uh, no poop I, peeping. I like to poop in peace. Yeah, don't poo my poop peeping. <laughs> you you feculent worms, you. Uh, Valerian uses the word manling to describe the, the stories about mortals. And I don't know if this is intentional or not, but it does make me think of the Gotrek and Felix novels by William King written for Warhammer's Black Library uh, in which the, the the Dwarven Slayer who is one of the main characters of those books refers to his hapless human sidekick as Manling. Uh, it's probably just a coincidence but it is very funny and I can imagine a world in which Rothfuss like in his college days just like got really into reading trashy Warhammer novels because what nerd hasn't at one time or another? I say, come to think of it, even I have, like, it's not a novel, but I have, like, a Warhammer 40k book. Like a source book? Uh, like a rule book? Uh, it has beautiful art in it and lots of fun words that are about all of the different uh, scary guys. <laughs> I look forward to picking your brain about this off the air. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Uh, well, uh, do we have a letter we want to read? 
Um, we do have a few more letters, but they're quite long. Uh, so we can dive into a long one if we have the energy. I'm good sounds for whatever. Like, sounds like maybe you don't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, I think we're all flagging on energy here. Okay, here's a nice, uh, here's a nice brief one. This is from Curtis, who writes, that's not what I actually said. Or rather, that's not actually what I said, in quotes. In the story of Jax, the titular character draws the wrong conclusion from the man in the cave, who replies that that conclusion is not what he actually said. You discussed how this ties in with Tempe, Elodin, and one of Quoth's flaws. All true, but also maybe that can be something which Rothfuss points to when the readers misconceive of things. The whole story is about how stories themselves get distorted, how our assumptions lead us astray, and so forth. Rothfuss is telling us to capital L listen. Signed Curtis. Yeah, I think that's a very astute observation. I think you're absolutely right. And we do a good portion of both listening and not listening on this podcast. We sure do. Generally, it's not listening. To be fair, what it's it's willful not listening though. It's not like you know. Excuse me. I feel like we're not accidentally not listening. We're purposefully not listening. We're poopfully not listening. Oh my god! No, stop it. And listeners, we will poopfully not listen to what you have to say on tomorrow's page (laughs) of the the wind. wind the. Uh...